Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. I'm so blessed that you're joining us for part two of what turned out to be a great two-part interview with author Joseph Leonard. Now, Joseph has been discussing his book, Terror Strikes, coming soon to a city near you, and how the, the government and the news media has been keeping quiet about terrorist activities and keeping you focused on COVID and crime and other things that they feel is important, like climate change, rather than facing the very real threats to this nation that are coming from afar. Now, if you missed any, and I mean any, of the prior episode, you need to go back and catch up. Now, I'll just replay just a little bit for continuity's sake to help you out, but I don't have time to replay everything that we covered. Okay, let's jump back into the interview now with Joseph Leonard. Do you believe this has something to do with what's going down at the southern border in Mexico and the politics involved with that? Uh, well, they don't want to cover that either, really. <laughs> it is, again, it's a, not a narrative they, uh, they want out there. Uh, mm -hmm. And obviously, there is an issue, and we have caught known terrorists, people on the terror watch list. Watch list. My mouth stopped working there for a second. <laughs> uh, that have come in through the open border of our open southern border. So, yeah, the border crisis is not just an immigration issue. It's a national security issue. And I do touch on, as one of the sub-themes in the book, on immigration. I don't dwell on it. Mm -hmm. But I touch on it because it is indeed related. There are a whole lot of things that are related here that people may not necessarily connect the dots. Mm -hmm. Like we failed to connect the dots before 9-11 and 9-11 happened. Right. Yeah. Amen. Who's the target audience that you wrote this book for? Well, uh, let me pull a Marco Rubio here for a second. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Well, I'm glad you asked that because uh, you mentioned at the top, Christian author. Well, yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I am an author. Does that de facto automatically make me a Christian author? Yes and no. The second book I'm planning is strictly a Christian book for a Christian audience. But when I sat down to write this book, that was not my intent. I sat down to write an honest book about terrorism, but you cannot have an honest conversation about terrorism without dealing with the religious and political aspects. So, yes, there are Christian values mm -hmm. in this book. But again, 
the title, Terror Strikes right. Coming Soon to a City Near You. Obviously, it is not your normal, fluffy, Christian author kind of book. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yes, there are Christian values in this book, but it's not strictly a Christian audience targeted type book. You discuss the Torah, the Quran, and the Bible in your book, right? How, Absolutely. How, how do you present these three different views in your book? Yes, yes. And also, uh, I mean, they hate Buddhists, they hate Hindus, they, you know, whatever. I mean, if you want to consider Scientology a real religion, which I don't, <laughs> you know, they hate all religions that aren't them. And Talk so, about the, the Islamists, right? Right. But the main targets are, of course, Christians and Jews. So that is, of course, the primary focus. And of course, not all Muslims are terrorists. Right. Not all terrorists are Muslims or Arab. And I mean, I know several Muslims being in the Detroit area. There's mm. Dearborn, Michigan, which is basically known as Little Arabia. Mm. And uh, Zudi Jasser, Dr. Zudi Jasser, if you know that name, has a book called Reform about reforming Islam. Uh, you know. So not all Muslims obviously have that mindset. I call them Giza, short for Global Islamic Jihadist Interim Army. These are Islamic fundamentalist radicals, but that doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Giza does, G-I-J-I-A. And it goes back to like Nazis. National Socialist Deutschland Advocate Party. Joseph Goebbels coined the term himself, Nazi Soshi, and we dropped it to just Nazis. So it's a short form to call this enemy. And again, they aren't the only terrorists, of course, but they are our primary concern and enemy at this point. And obviously, in 9-11, made us more aware of that. Right. And this goes back, though, a long time. Uh, Brian Kilmeade had, of Fox News has a book called uh, uh, how well, Something with Pirates in it. I forget the full title, but we fought Islamic radicals before. Thomas Jefferson yeah. built the U.S. Navy around the fact that Islamic radicals in the Middle East and the African continent were taking U.S. ships, enslaving U.S. ship workers, and stealing the cargo, and trying to create a caliphate back then. Mm -hmm. So this is history repeating itself. And this book is part history lesson, because a lot of people don't know this history. Our education system is so bad. Yeah. Well, you say this is a book within a book. Okay. Can you explain what that means and how it's used in your book, Terror Strikes? Yeah. Thank you for that question. Yeah. I'm certainly not the first to use that. It is a storytelling methodology. Uh, but uh, this book is a book like no other, other than this kind of thing we're going to talk about here. Uh, usually there's a formula for writing a book. I took that formula, took it to the 
bedroom where the shredder is and ran it through the shredder. <laughs> this book will be like no other. But in this respect, I do employ the tried and true book within a book method. And that means my main character, Martin, who is a Detroit newspaper man, sits down to write a book about terrorism himself. So my book is about following Martin's process to write his book. But it is also like no other because I'm a former information technology person. There's also a blog within a book. Me, nor my publisher, nor anyone we've talked to has ever heard of that before. This book is probably the first to do that. Amen. And my thinking is that no one under 40 knows life without the Internet. Yeah, People know right. what a blog is. Some, you know, older folks may not grasp it entirely, but that won't, you know, hurt their their enjoyment of the book. But I thought, yes, let's put a blog. Martin uses his blog that he wrote in 2003, which is actually my blog that I wrote in 2003. <laughs> I repurposed it, you know, into his <laughs> voice yeah. to fit the book. So, yeah, there's the book within the book. Martin's book is going to be called Terrorist Tracks. So it's kind of like Terrorist Strikes. Mm -hmm. And Terrorist Tracks is a double entendre, obviously not in a sexual way, but a double meaning. Tracks is in the old Sherlock Holmes sense, mm -hmm. following the tracks, connecting the dots. And also tracks as in railroad tracks because subway railways are a primary target of many terrorists. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of take the book yeah. down that method. But yeah, this book will be like no other you've ever read. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to tell that I'm a different kind of author when you get into it. <laughs> Amen. In your research for the book, uh, who did you discover is mainly financing these terrorist activities? Well, a lot of it comes out of Iran. I mean, mm -hmm. They are still the primary uh, supplier of the funds behind the global jihad. Uh, okay. Some of it comes out of Russia because, as the saying goes, you know, don't feed the monster because eventually the monster is going to come to eat you too. But for now, it serves their purposes because mainly the terrorists are focused on Western culture. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, like, going back to the idiotic Obama-Iran deal yeah. that gave them pallets upon pallets of millions upon millions of dollars, which they then funneled into terrorism. And Joe Biden now wants to reinstitute the Iran deal again, give them millions of more dollars again in yeah. the hopes that they won't develop nukes, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. They chant on a daily basis, death to America and death to Israel. It is their stated goal to destroy the state of Israel. And the way they're going to do that is with a nuclear weapon. Yeah. So Amen. we must stop that from occurring, because remember, they call Israel the little Satan, and I discuss this in my book. We are the big Satan. Yep. They That's want right. to destroy us both, yet we have idiots like Neville Chamberlainism, and I go into that in the book, 
wanting to appease the monster, hoping that the monster will not eat them. Yeah. And it just isn't reality. So my book serves as both part history lesson and part warning and part fiction. It's, Mm -hmm. I call it faction. It's a fact and fiction blend. Amen. It is also not just a U.S. book. Yes, my main character is a Detroit newspaper man. So the main story takes place in the United States. Mm -hmm. But there is a chapter on Toronto, Ontario, Canada, London, England, Madrid, Spain, Tokyo, Japan. So this is an international book. It's available worldwide. And it's about worldwide terrorism, not just me, not just us. Right. Amen. How does social media contribute to the spread of terrorism? Well, just look at the fact that the Ayatollah still, even since, you know, because Elon hasn't taken over full control yet. The Ayatollah still literally has a Twitter account Mm. and chance death to America on the Twitter account. But Twitter doesn't take that down, but they banned a president of the United States from Twitter. And we all know also Facebook, they're using Facebook groups to conspire behind the scenes also. So yeah, social media and the internet, plays a a big part in it. And uh, I mean, we hear all the time, well, not all the time now, but on occasion you hear of a homegrown radicalization. They've been radicalized locally. Well, they're online viewing jihadist videos or Gija, again, as I call them, videos, and they're getting the... uh, is the Al-Qaeda or ISIS version of what was known as the anarchist cookbook that teaches them how to create IEDs or teaches them and tells them how they can terrorize people like the guy, Daryl Brooks in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We briefly talked about the Christmas parade attack, Mm -hmm. CNN became disinterested when it was clear there were terror roots mm-hmm. and he was radicalized online and the Wilkeshaw, Wisconsin Christmas parade assault could have been avoided had he been behind bars for attempting to kill his significant other with the very same vehicle yeah. He used to mow down people like the Christmas attack. Yep. And that goes to the Democrats' weak on crime policy. There's no bail nonsense. Yep. And terrorism is a crime. So that is also discussed in the book, crime in general, and these weak policies. It's like Rudy Giuliani when he became mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. They call it the broken windows oh, policy. Yeah. That's right. You sweat the small stuff. If you arrest people for jumping the turnstiles, guess what? You land up finding out most of them are engaged in other criminal activity. So you lock them up 
then other crimes are prevented. Just like with Daryl Brooks, the Waukesha, Wisconsin uh, the massacre uh, could have been provided. Amen. And 9-11 also may have been yeah. prevented if we would have had a national version of broken windows because they all overstayed their visas. Now, I'm not saying we would have rounded up all of them involved, but let's say we just got three of the four pilots. Yeah, They could have only struck the tower once, yeah. not both towers, not uh, the Pentagon, and not targeted the White House or Congress, which the Pennsylvania Shanksville takedown, the let's roll incident, prevented a fourth major attack that day. So yeah. if we were to be tough on crime, 9-11 wouldn't have been as bad as it was. I'm not saying it wouldn't have occurred. It probably would not have been anywhere near as bad as it was. Amen. Amen. Let's shift gears a little bit. You discussed something in your book about hell but it's not the hell that most people are thinking of. I, I laugh at this because I know what you're about to tell us, but go ahead yeah. and, and pop this one on our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm grabbing my book. Uh, yeah. Chapter 12. I didn't remember the chapter number. It's called hell on earth. Starts on page 171. Uh, and. Uh, there it is. You probably can't see it because of my background. But yeah, chapter Hell on Earth. Hell on Earth. And every chapter I start with a little tease. Some of them are biblical references. Some of them are actually Quranic references. Some of them are just general references. Like one of the references, like the Toronto chapter, begins with a quote from the Rush, the Rock Group tune, because it relates because they're from... Canada, but hell on earth starts, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God, Psalms 9.17. But my book talks about hell, Michigan. Yes, there is a, a hell. city named hell, Michigan. And That's it right. is in Michigan. That's right. There's also yeah. a place called Paradise, Michigan. So you can... and. And I'll get into something about the enemy. So you can visit both hell and paradise in the same day. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> a Amen. short drive in yep. Michigan. So, yep. yeah, I discuss hell for the biblical reference and address it as hell, Michigan, because that then allows me to go to Dearborn, Michigan, which is known as Little Arabia. Uh, and not to give you know the chapter away, but it's an important chapter of the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I joke in the book, I don't understand why the chambers of commerce of hell and paradise didn't get together. Amen. And <laughs> change the name of paradise to heaven. So yeah. they could both advertise. You could see heaven and hell in the same day. That's right. It's part of the yeah. pure Michigan you know, radio and yeah. TV ads. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. In Michigan, we have a great comeback for when people tell us, go to hell. We just say, oh, I've been there. They kicked me out. What's your excuse? Or, exactly. or I've been there and got the T-shirt. What about you? Exactly. <laughs> and if you if you do visit Michigan for a vacation, wherever in Michigan you're going, 
Hell, Michigan is a little place. Yeah, but put town. it on your agenda. Amen. You're like just like it's a great little going, town. It really. Yeah, is. if you're going to the UP, you've got to visit the yeah. mystery spot. You know, it's one of those world-renowned things you got to yep. see. Hell, you got to go there. You got to go to the gift shop and yep. get a postcard. Yep. They will then take out a lighter and singe it so that it <laughs> looks like it's come actually out of the bits of uh, hellfire. Amen. And they will give it to the post office. There's an actual post office in hell. Mm. So your card will be stamped from hell. Amen. That's right. That's so funny. Yeah. As we get ready to close, I just have to ask you this. Growing up in Michigan, as you did, everyone plays hockey. And I don't know about it anymore, but back when we were growing up, that's how it was. I mean, you have a great story about one of the greatest hockey players ever. Number nine on the Detroit Red Wings, Gordy Howe. Can you tell us about that before we close? Yeah, I, I, I too, did grow up playing hockey. And uh, my dad was a, a hockey coach, and I, I was a goaltender. So somehow my dad arranged for us to be able to go to the old Olympia Arena. And I got to skate on the Olympia ice, and I actually got to take shots from the greatest hockey player of all time. Apologies to Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But Did there's a reason him? why Gretzky wore 99. Yeah. It's a double nine. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Did you did you stop the shots? Oh yeah. I, oh, obviously you scored on me. I was just a pitch <laughs> week, but but yeah, I stopped some of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got struck out by Denny McLean. Oh, that was a cool story. Yeah, <laughs> I was in minor league and and that age, and and the Detroit Tigers came out for a little clinic and stuff, you know, and and uh, you got to bat against you know the the pitchers that had uh, as a Pat Dobson, Mickey Lowell, H. Denny McLean. They were they were there, and and Denny McLean was up when I was up at bat, and uh, he he struck me out. So I can say, yeah, he struck me out. That's cool. Was like One of my friends hit a home run off Mickey Lowell. Yeah. <laughs> Stick your bat out and hope the ball hits it, right? That's basically what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about all you could do at that age, right? Well, they, they were lobbing them in, you know, but I still struck up. But like I said, they were lobbing them in, and, and one of my friends hit a home run over the fence off Mickey Lowell. And boy, did the Tiger team rail on Mickey Lowell. So you let this 10 year old hit a home run. <laughs> it was so fun. Velocity. Yeah. Force, amen. you know, amen. at that age, you can't hit them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen. Well, Joseph, this has all been so interesting. How can someone obtain a copy of your book, Terror Strikes, coming soon to a city near you? Is it on yeah, Amazon? Well, it's, of course, available through Amazon, but of, I know a lot of people like to avoid Amazon. So you could go to Books a Million. But I got a deal for you. You can get an autographed copy if you're a U.S. If you have a physical residence in the United States, go to terrorstrikes.info slash buy. You can buy it direct from the book website and get an autographed copy. There you go. Certainly not something you're going to get from Amazon or Books a Million. Plus, I'm going to include free shipping. Also something they're not going to include for you. So, Amen. yeah, you can get an autographed book. You can learn more about the book at terrorstrikes.info. Or I also have an author pay, uh, website, 
put up by Illumify Medium, Illumify Media, and McHenry Press. My book is actually the first book ever released on the new McHenry Press, which oh, wow. is a subsidiary of Illumify. And yeah. McHenry, you know that name because of Fort McHenry. Yeah, right here the in reason yeah. Francis Scott Key wrote the Star Spangled Banner. So McHenry Press is a book, it's Patriot books. Amen. Uh, you know, books by Patriots, about Patriots. JosephMLeonard.us, and there's no O in Leonard. JosephMLeonard.us is my author site. Or Amen. you can go to McHenryPress.com and find out more about it there, too. Okay, and if someone wanted to get more information, maybe to ask a question, maybe do an interview like this, how can they get in touch with you? The uh, easiest way for that is to go to terrorstrikes.info and okay. click on the contact tab. Okay. All right. It's easier than remembering my email address. <laughs> okay. Amen. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. Folks, as Joseph Leonard has stated, terrorism has not gone away just because the COVID virus shut things down. The news just took it off the headlines. The problem's still there. They're still coming for us. You need to get your own copy of Joseph Leonard's book, Terror Strikes, coming soon to a city near you. Go down to the show notes, get your copy today. Joseph, I'd like to have you come back on the program again and, and discuss with us the things you had to go through as you wrote and published this book, because I, I believe your experiences and your knowledge in this area will be a great blessing to, to some of our listeners that they're going through their book self-publishing process as well. Would you be willing to do that? Oh, absolutely. That would be, uh, you know, Amen. I realized this literal and figurative dream as the book came to me in a dream. And I know others have a book in them. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely be happy to discuss the writing process and the publishing process and maybe let them realize their dream. Amen. Amen. Can't wait for that conversation. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. Be sure you go down to the show notes, click the links right there, order your copy of Joseph Leonard's book, Joseph M. Leonard's book. Thank right? you. <laughs> Terror Strikes coming soon to a city near you. For Joseph Leonard and myself, this is Pastor Bob Romani again. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. 
Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.